This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 500. We finally made it to 500, recorded on August 12th, 2021. T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, all three engines up and burning, 2, 1, 0, and liftoff, the final liftoff of the class. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that play News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy.tv studios here. And, Mike, I was just on the deck a few minutes ago. It's pretty nice out there. Like, Is it better right now? Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it's, we've had a string of really nasty hot water. Oh, gosh, yeah. I think it cleared out. I saw like 80-something tomorrow. And so a pretty, you know, that's 37 Celsius or something like that. So... Pretty, uh, pretty nice going in. But I kind of had thoughts of maybe, maybe uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later. But maybe broadcasting from the deck in the fire pit. Oh, so, yeah. but I, I, I couldn't get it pulled. Let's off. do that together sometime. I'll just we'll just yeah. set up a mic and a mixer and like a big you know camera and we'll just do it. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, it's, fun. it's configured now, so it'd be a lot easier. That's the easiest better. night to get me down there, Jim, because I've already got it booked off. Like Thursday night is right. Jim's night, so it doesn't matter where I yeah. go. Whether down yeah. in the basement or your place. Take a night off. Maybe that's where we do the meetup. Everybody's begging to do a meetup. Maybe yeah. we just do it in your backyard. Just get into it. Omaha and show up in the backyard. It won't be the traditional meetup, but I got enough space. I could probably fit 20 guys back there, maybe more, 25. I think we've had a party that big here in the backyard. So, Well, we haven't talked about that idea since. Uh, so my company, Carson, just moved into our brand new headquarters. And we have, and they have a spot. We have a, up on the sixth floor, this massive outdoor patio that they want our stakeholders to use for stuff like that. And we have a huge training center. I think the next meetup we come, we do your fire pit for dinner. But I think the main portion, let's just have it at Carson, upstairs on the patio it's a bar up there so we have a bar on the top floor what um yeah so we have a full bar and like all the door windows open up into this outdoor patio with a fire pit outside and okay with that they want us to use it they've literally said we need stakeholders to bring people here um and then everyone just tell people how amazing carson wealth is you know but but you know could come and let's and then they have a whole training center downstairs where we can use for all the fun and they have like projection you know all the technology for it yeah so we just built this brand new massive headquarters and our ceo is like can people please utilize this like we want the community to use it we want this to be a place everyone loves like i've been waiting for the right venue to open up no no of charge it's it's a bar upstairs the vent it's it's, it's, it's the coolest it's pretty cool oh boy 500 exclusive you heard it right here we we may be able to pull this this we for sure can pull this off now like i can guarantee it i can get it whatever whatever night you want we can get it for a few nights that was always the pain was trying to find that facility you know dave always did such a nice job of Dave McCabe always did such a nice job of finding it. We were at a, the Microsoft space and I just didn't really want to hunt around to find one. But if you're going to, if you're going to hand that kind of facility to me, Mike, all right, let's get the, we'll get let's the wheels. It. We'll get the wheels planning. And uh, maybe, maybe by spring ish, yeah. we, we don't want to bring anybody to Omaha in the winter. You don't want to be no, here for that. No. So especially um, if we're going to do it outside. Wow. Okay. I got to come see you at the office then because I got to come check oh, this for place sure. out. You can All come right. whenever you want. Yeah. Well, we'll get it rolling. What You know what else we'll get rolling is some show notes. There won't be a lot for this show, but I will I will post some of the content out there at theaverageguy.tv. This one, easy to remember, uh, slash HGG500. Uh, 
So tonight we got some ham updates from Mike. He's going to jump in here and get those done. I've got a fire pit update. From, and you're, I know you're kind of wondering, like, what kind of gadgetry is that? Well, you ever heard of a solo fire pit? Have you, Mike, have you heard of those solos? You know what I'm talking I about? Have. I have. And I've heard the, the thing is it's like smokeless. smokeless. Right. Yeah. Or like less smoke or however yep. it like ventilates. So Yeah. So I kind of built that in. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then, and I kind of messed up my deck in the process. And, uh, and then I got a top 10 list for you here on the show. So hang around for all of the show. That'll be a new segment, by the way. I'm going to try and recap, you know, recap in the beginning, starting, starting tonight for the next 500, what we're going to cover. That way people know, you know, right. Like, Cause we stick to the show notes pretty well. Right. Don't you? Yeah. Think? I think we do. Do we? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think <laughs> I think we do. Well, not not every night. Um. Uh. I mentioned Dave McCabe a little bit earlier, but big thanks to Dave for I doing something to homeservershow dot com because all of all my links on my site broke. Dave, what did you do? Like I have a hundred and five broken links from homeserver show dot com. Could have been the forums, maybe I don't know something going on there. So big thanks, Dave. Thank you for giving me a weekend worth of work. Not a big deal, Mike. You've not not a big deal at all. Just to be honest, I just thought I'd give him a little a uh, little hard time, Mike. I saw some pictures of you on Facebook, and it appears your children have also <laughs> caught the ham radio bug. Talk a little bit about that. They have, yeah. So um, you guys know that I, I kind of go in these waves of like extreme getting into things and then back down. And and ham radio is one of those where I, I have the up waves where I definitely spend a lot more time, but it's it's consistently something I'm doing every week, if not every day. Like I just I love ham radio, um, and I know a lot of you aren't into ham radio, but the cool thing about it is there's so many things you can do in it. You never get bored. There's digital modes, HF long distance. VHF, UHF short distance. And there's just so many things. And I've been in one of these really, 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 probably the highest I've ever been in ham radio. It's just like, I am just constantly doing it right now and constantly improving. That's in Jim, it, this, this follows kind of the way we do tech, right? When you have a project that gets you into it, something you can do, that's what reinvigorates me. So um, when the antenna blew down during that big windstorm and I needed to figure out a new antenna setup, that's what really got me back into it. So I've been playing around with all sorts of antennas and testing them and and doing all that sort of stuff, spending a lot of time on UHF VHF, which is short distance talking to your local peeps on repeaters, right? So I've been talking a lot with the local Omaha Council Bluffs and Bellevue hams. Actually, the Bellevue repeater gym is some of my favorite people. They are really into the tech side of things. So we'll get on the repeater and they'll say, hey, turn on your HF rig. We're going to work with uh, SSTV. So sending, sending images over radio. And so they'll switch over and everyone will get on those. So there, it's a big tech community done in Bellevue. Um, so is, I haven't spent my na- Is my neighbor one of those guys? Have, do you know? Did I you need s- to look him up and what his okay. call sign is because I guarantee okay. it is. And I, I can guarantee yeah. he's probably one of them. He's got he's, a big, he's got a big antenna. Big antenna. He's got just a few the on there. So yeah. he's got a bunch of, what each one of those wires come off as its own antenna. Um, so this, if you get, this is called a, an HT, they call it a handy talkie. Um, and so this is a UHF VHF radio. And so this is a mobile version, not some, well, there's mobile means something different. This is like a, a portable version of a way I can talk to repeaters. And so the first thing that got me back into this was this new antenna. This thing is long. If you guys can see how long this antenna is. So this is called a signal stick, signal stuff 
signal stick and it's super elastic. You can literally like put this thing into a bow if you want to, but it pops right back into shape. Um, so this antenna supports a website called hamstudy.org. And if you guys are ever interested in getting any of your tech license, your general license, your extra for, for ham radio, um, hamstudy.org is like the site. That's what I use to study for my ham tests and they're amazing free. Um, so these antennas are made by the guys and it supports them. So the money goes to support the website. So I bought a few of these antennas and they're super cool. Uh, but then of course, Jim, when you buy a new antenna, you need to buy a new radio. So this is a new radio that I got. This is a, uh, radiotity GS five B. Um, it's kind of rugged, a little more waterproof than my other ones. And so, you know, just something fun to, to play around with. So I, I've been having this on my belt while I've been outside messing with antennas. Well, the other night, um, <laughs> The honestly, so the boys were inside and Hannah was trying to get some work done. The boys were just being my, my three-year-old, my four-year-old, I meant Harrison. They were being kind of obnoxious and Hannah was trying to get work done. I said, boys, come outside. We're putting up a new antenna. They're like, what? Like, what are we doing? I'm like, we're putting up a new antenna. I'm like, okay. Like they were totally down for this. So we go outside and, and the fun part about this is what I was putting up was I was readjusting one of my wire antennas. So my wire antenna, so I no longer have that 30 foot, and I think I've showed on a past show, the 30 foot pole on the top of my house. Uh, that blew off in the storm. So I've been trying to think of antennas where it doesn't require that. No eyesore. I want these to be HOA proof. No one's going to complain. No one's even going to see this antenna. No one gonna, is going to know it's there. So my antennas now are a little box that mounts under an eave of my house. And it's just one single black long wire that runs in my backyard and goes over a tree. Well, to get it into the tree, you need to, you have this throw rope and then there's, there's tree lines, right? And these are pretty popular. It's the special rope that doesn't snag on trees. And it's got a little like torpedo style, little five ounce to 10 ounce weight on the end. And you will wind it up like this. You throw it and you launch it right up into the tree. It goes up and over. You tie your antenna to one end and then you just pull it through, right? And your antenna goes up over the branch and now you've got your antenna into a tree. Um, so that's what they helped me with. And they just had a ball. That, I mean, I've never seen them laugh harder. First of all, because they tried to throw the weight and they, could, they couldn't even get it up to the first branch. Um, so I would throw it up and then I shimmied myself up into this tree. And first of all, they were just really impressed with their dad that he could climb a tree that fast. And then I had one of them on one end with one end of the rope and one with the other. And I would tell them, okay, I'm at your turn. You need to pull because I need more on this side. Now, Harrison, now you go. And they just, nice. of course, they didn't listen. It was constantly just, they were playing, they were playing tug of war with each other and giving me up in the tree rope burns because that rope's going through my hands. But they had a blast with it and they had so much fun. And they've been super just into my radios lately. Like every time I'm down here. So I actually moved my ham radios. They used to be right here at this desk. Um, when I redid and we, I don't need to go into this story because I already told it. Remember, I redid all my, my feed line. And we talked about how much power loss you get when you run really long, bad coax. So I replaced all my coax with good coax, shorter runs, which means I moved my entire rig to the opposite side of the basement where it feeds in from the outside. Um, and so I, I sit over there and I'm on my long distance and I, 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 I do all that stuff and they want to come sit on my lap. And then they've just had a fascination with this HT. And they just think it's crazy that I can talk to people because we'll be setting up the antenna and I'll get some action on the repeater and I'll talk to the guys and I'll ask them a question. I'm like, hey, like when you guys are doing this antenna, do you do it in a sloper, inverted V? And they'll, they'll give me their feedback. So I've been super into it. And so as a reward for them helping me with my antenna the other night, I was like, you know what? These, these kids need to get into ham radio and, and they're into it. It's a, it's a good time. So what I did was I got them their own radio. Uh, but what I tended to do, and this is kind of a, some advice for, for some of you out there, if you're looking to get in ham radio or if you're a ham radio person for your kids, um, we got to remember that there, there are these other radios out here that are radios 
that will get them into ham eventually, but they're not technically ham radios. And they're just those cheap FRS radios, right? So FRS means family radio service. Um, this is those blister pack radios you would get from Walmart back in the day. You know, you, you can, there's no license required to run these. Anyone can do them. Um, there, there's, there's really no rules around who can use them. There are rules on broadcasting on the frequencies um, and the power and everything like that. But these radios can be used by kids. I can say whatever I want, no call sign. Um, and so I got them some of these radios and they come in a four pack. And if you're interested, uh, these are from Radioddity, same brand as my ham radio. And let me look up real quick what that model number was. So these come in a four pack on Amazon. We, we'd always are, use those on trips between cars. Exactly. So, right, and they're perfect for that. Youth group and you know that kind of distance. You get a little bit of distance, not very far. Somebody gets way ahead or you get in the mountains. Uh, it can get a little sketchy, but that was for, for convoy uh, uh, conversations. Yeah, you're talking yeah. A, probably a quarter mile, right? Yeah. You're a quarter yeah. mile, uh, maybe a little yeah. bit longer if there's nothing in the way. Right. Right. Um, but in the neighborhood, even they work pretty well. So these are the Radioddy FST3s. Um, 50 bucks for a four pack, right? Super cheap radios. Um, but I, I gave these to them and the instant I get, they were just like super pumped cause they were like dad. And, you know, so in ham radio, if you're doing long distance contacts, you, you don't do it on the short ones. Uh, but to get someone's attention to allow to say, Hey, I'm looking for people to talk to come back on this frequency. You say CQ, CQ, CQ. This is whiskey, zero echo golf Romeo, CQ, CQ, CQ. And you just keep saying that. First thing my oldest one does, if you want any proof your kids listen to you, I've never taught him this. He gets on, he goes, CQ, CQ, CQ. And that's what he thinks you do. And it was the cutest thing ever. Um, but they ran around all night playing with these. And, um, you know, this next part, FCC come after me, whatever you want to do. You can program these, my ham radios to talk on the same frequency. Is it technically totally legal? No, because these have more higher power. They have a removable antenna. All things. This isn't part certified, is what they called to operate on FRS. But you know what? No one's really, no one really cares. So I program my radio to be on the same frequency. And the fact that they could talk to Dad on Dad's actual radio was just mind blowing to them. And then to make matters even better. I program my base ham radio, which runs to the antenna on the top of my house. So I have a lot of power and a lot of range. I program that and they went to good sense and to the park to have a thing. And they could talk to me the entire time uh, from these little radios. That's and so, so just a, a super cool um, father son bonding. You know, this is one of those, you know, the few times they're starting to get old enough now where we're starting to be able to have a lot more fun, same hobbies, same interests. And uh, who knows where it'll go. Uh, we were joking. I posted it in one of the Facebook groups I'm a part of for ham radio. And they were all like, man, that's amazing. As soon as they get old enough though, for a cell phone, you're going to lose them. And I was like, yeah, I mean, probably, but you know, if I can get them into it and just still like, I have a cell phone and I, yeah, I love my cell yeah, phone, but they make just, some friends. Like, yeah, you make some friends and it's just a hot, like it's a thing, right? It's just like yeah. a computer, right? Yeah. Just because you have a cell phone that does what your computer does, you still play around with it. Um, so yeah, just a lot of cool ham radio projects and fighting. My sons were just, you know, super excited so about uh, everything for the people in the, um, on the video feed. I'll just uh, show real quick. So this was, uh, give me one second here, share the screen. 
this was a picture I took. Um, so, so this was them on the first night we, we gave it to them and they were just pumped. That was like, as soon as I gave it to them, I was like, all right, let's take a quick picture to remember the first day you guys got in a ham radio. Uh, and then, so they're, they were pretty excited and it's, it's crazy how fast they pick it up. My four-year-old, uh, he, cause I told him how to use it to keep your mouth far away. Look for the red light when you're transmitting. If it's not red, I can't hear you cause you're not holding the button hard enough. He gets it. Three-year-old, he's still screaming with it right up against his mouth, never pressing the button hard enough. He's still struggling a little bit, but he's picking it up just pretty fast. My four-year-old is, oh yeah, they're having a blast with it. So soon enough, um, I think the fact that they liked helping me with my antenna, I think the next time I go out and I do parks on the air and do a mobile uh, thing, they're going to really like coming out and playing with me. And yeah. and the, the way the rules are, as long as I'm there with them, they can actually get on my radios and use my call sign. So as soon as my oldest is... I mean, he gets a little mic fright because I've had him get on the radio and he kind of locks up and doesn't want to talk. Uh, but he knows the cadence. He knows CQ, obviously. He knows right. my call sign. I think he'll, he's only probably a year away from joining me on the air and having me sit next to him and having him run. And it's crazy to me, Jim, how fast their brain picks up mm-hmm. things. So when I was telling him W0EGR, or when I say it as Whiskey Zero Echo Golf Romeo, I say, well, what's the whiskey? It was W. What's a zero? zero echo and and i have to write out echo for him because he doesn't know how that's spelled but i'm like why would it be that because well because it's an e because it's an r like they're they're so young that they just pick that stuff up so fast you explain it to them once and they kind of get it he doesn't know how to spell echo but he knows that if i spell echo why would why would that say e well because the first letter is e he's like so he gets the general stuff so i think it's gonna be really cool to watch them kind of grow up with it and have a little fun sure for sure these are memories mike they're gonna remember i've been surprised is I've spent all this time with Sammy home from school. She went back last year, but she's home now. We're spending a lot of time together. She talks about these things she remembers when she was young. And it's mostly her and Tim getting into trouble that I didn't really even know. Like we had no idea they were getting into trouble there. And it wasn't really trouble, but it was just, we didn't know what they were doing. And, um, but those are the memories. I mean, she's got tons of memories of, of things we did together at, at that age. And it's, I think it's important, you know, you gotta, you gotta slow down. The next thing you do is need to, you know, teach them how to turn on the, uh, the smoker and get that rolling for you. So exactly. you're like, okay, hit, you know, 225, make sure the hopper's full, that kind of stuff. Right. Oh yeah. Well, and I think it's funny too, the things that you don't even realize are going to be memories for them. Like for my dad, right? I always equate my first computer story to my dad brought home an extra laptop from work and we plugged them into a hub, which back in the day, like this was having network computers was a thing. Like it was new and and crazy to me. Was it the the round ones when you say hub? No, these were Ethernet. Okay. These were Ethernet. Um, and we played this this BattleBots game. Do you remember BattleBots, the TV yeah. show where oh, people yeah. would build those robots? Yeah. There was a computer game version, and him and I on two separate computers played each other. Mm. And I just thought that was like that blew my mind back when I was a kid. And so I was telling my dad this. I'm like, that's what I equate to. He's like, I totally forgot we even did that. <laughs> and he's like, that's what you I was yeah. like, oh, I said, I have vivid memories. I can tell you what room in the house we were in, I can oh, tell yeah. you what the computer looked like. He's like, wow. And so yeah. I think I'm going to probably look back when they're telling me stories and I'm older and be like, what did we do again? Like, oh yeah, like that's what you remember. That was a big a pivotal moment for you. It, 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 it's, it's, those are the memories. You know, we had an old BNC network that we created at, at the old house before we moved here. So this would have been, oh, 96, 97 maybe. And, and I had a, a home network. We were, I think we had cable modem at that point, but it was still pretty slow. And uh, we played Command and Conquer. 
and the kids would get super mad because I'd beat them all the time. <laughs> and they, and then they started beating me and I just stopped playing. So right. like it was, I, I didn't want to lose anymore, but those, you know, they're one of their big memories is when we've got our first DVD player in 2000 and we got the matrix with it. And dude, that was now, there's a scene in there where Neo gives the police officers the bird, you know? Yeah. And uh, that happened at school with my middle one. Not <laughs> just a couple of weeks later. <laughs> like, son, you can't, he was like second grade, maybe first. It's like, yeah, you you can't, you can't do that. You can't, you know, you can't, uh, you can't flip off your, your teachers like that. It's not going to work. So for better or for worse, they're going to me- remember things. I'll keep it in mind on both sides. Sometimes it's good. Yeah. Well, it's funny you it. mentioned BNC connector. You said that I equate BNC to a ham radio connector. So oh. we still use BNC on certain mm-hmm. coax connections mm-hmm. um, for ham radio. It's good. I've actually, I've never used it for a computer. Yeah. It's a really good connection. I got so some, easy and it locks. Yeah, I was working for the bank at the time and I, they were getting rid of some old equipment. And so I brought, I, you know, I had no money. And so I, I brought home anything I could get my hands on and got those set up. That would have been windows 95, maybe windows mm-hmm. 98. Yeah. I, it could have been windows 98. I would think. No, I think probably 95 windows, was probably my first probably operating 95. system. I ever really like yeah. remember using, using. Yeah, my dad brought home a lot. I mean, he was into computers for a long time, but '95 was probably the one like I actually probably got on and used. Yeah, Joe, uh, Jim uh, Jim Shoemaker in the chat room says he he remembers using BNC for coax Ethernet. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of um, I mean, and then it it kind of quickly changed over to to um, RJ45 RJ45. Yeah, pretty fast. And then you know we've now and then we've had. Cat five, cat five e, cat six, mm-hmm. and cat six a. Yeah, all we've those, moved yeah. our way up. Yeah, all those things we've talked about here in the last five hundred shows of Home Gadget Geeks as we've as we spent a bunch of time doing that. So, well, Mike, um, pretty cool, and it, it's it was fun. Like when I saw that picture, it the all the ham stuff made sense. You know, it was just like, oh, that's cool, and it's really cool when like when your kids get into those things that you're into. I don't know, besides skiing, I'm not sure my kids really, we ever really had with the boys. I really ever had that thing, you know, with them. We were, yeah. it was always so separate. Different time in my life. Just a little bit of a different person. Um, but, you know, then we started skiing and that worked for, uh, uh, and then we had two broken legs <laughs> skiing and we're like, ah, maybe we shouldn't, maybe we should slow down on this thing, you know, a little bit, but, but, uh, good to see you doing that early. And of course those are memories they'll have, they'll kind of have forever. So, Oh yeah, so, I will but, too. It'll be, wait. it was a fun day. Are you hearing my, my notifications from Facebook? Okay, good. I am not. Nope. Sometimes this laptop doesn't get, um, doesn't get silenced. Um, all right, Mike, it's, it's time to talk about fatness because fatness, <laughs> because I'm, I, like I, I was at work, uh, the other day and they got a, they got a brand new scale and I was like, Oh, cool. Like I haven't weighed myself in a year and a half. (laughs) Like, kind of like, you know, I wonder where I'm at, dude. It was alarming how much weight I've put on since the pandemic. And I'm probably, you know, I'm probably 30 over where I was pre-pandemic and I'm probably 50 off of where I want to be to be really healthy kind of deal. And I'll just be honest, I haven't, that, that, that 20 to give, you know, if I have 50 to give that first 30 is pretty easy. That second 20 has always been elusive, just always. Right. But it's okay. It's a goal. It's out there. Yeah. 
So as I've been slowly gaining weight throughout the pandemic, uh, you know, you could see it pants fitting a little tighter, you know, shirts, not quite fitting just right. Those kinds of things. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure most of you listening to this haven't had that problem at all. Uh, but I, we all, did. We hope and we've all been there. Yeah. Caught myself in front of a mirror the other day and I was like, okay, this, this is stopping. <laughs> like I gotta get, I haven't, I haven't looked this. I haven't looked this big in a while. So, um, typically my routine has been to go right to working out, but, uh, I'm, I'm not the, the young spry. I'm not you. I can't just go play hockey whenever I feel like it, or, you know, go on a 5k or a 10k. And then, you know, with no training, I can't at 53, the body really isn't designed to do that anymore. And, and, and I was like, you know, maybe it's time to get my diet in line, right? Maybe, Finally, because I would always work out like a madman so I could eat like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. hundred percent. Yeah. That's yeah. me too. Yeah. So I, I always really struggled with that. So, um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to try, there's this thing called intermittent fasting. Have you, have you heard of that before? You ever heard of it? Have yeah. You, never, you ever, done never, it. never, never have tried it. So I, my, I do it. I do it by default kind of actually. Like I've been pretty bad. I have about one and a half meals a day now. Um, which probably isn't as healthy, but I have a yeah. pretty big lunch and I have a moderate sized dinner. Um, but it, it, it kind of fits with my new style. Right. And that's kind of, yeah. it's, it's just fits. And I, I have a protein shake in the morning. So maybe that's another half a meal. Right. So I don't know. I, I feel like maybe sometimes I actually do it by accident, but you know, no, no, I've never done it regimented. Like I probably like you should. Yeah, well, here's my thought. And, and I think, uh, Jim Shoemaker says, says it well, six words for transformation, eat better eat less, exercise more. And, and I kind of approached it from exercise like crazy, eat whatever you want. Those are my six words, eat whatever you want. Yeah. Those are (laughs) exercise like crazy, eat whatever you want. That was actually for, for some of us who are older, Jim fix was a runner in the seventies. And that was kind of his philosophy. As long as you're running and exercising, you can eat whatever you want. And then at 49, Jim fix died of a heart attack. So you're like, okay, that's probably not the right way to go about it. And, and, and so I'm, I think for the first time ever, Mike, I'm making the switch to be like, you know what, before I start getting crazy with my workouts, which are getting harder at my age and are particularly hard at my weight, like, you know, I can't just go out. If I went out there and just started running, I mean, think about the, I I 50 pounds overweight on my knees that are already kind of worn out, right? Right. My hips that have five marathons on them. Oh yeah. That kind of thing. So it just kind of became for me, it just kind of became that moment of like, all right, I got to get, I got to get my diet in order, but I do want to spend some time, uh, 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 figuring some of the eating out. Intermittent fasting is not something you necessarily create a lifestyle around. It's an opportunity. You can do it often. There's all kinds of different ways to do it. And lots of people have different methodologies. My job tonight is not to tell you how to do it. I'm not, I'm not the expert on this. I'm just, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. But I want I want to uh, share an app with you, and there's a whole bunch of them that are out there. But this was one of those things that kind of helped me, Mike, because in this world of intermittent fasting, there's these different kind of recipes for it. And the one I'm choosing is uh, is um, eight hours of eating, sixteen hours of fasting. And you would think, okay, that's not too bad, right? It basically, for me, it means just skipping breakfast for now. Okay. And, and there's some, there's some physiological things that happen or are supposed to happen after you've been fasting for like 12 hours in those six hours, 
that you're not eating after 12, your body actually starts to do some regeneration. It starts going, one, it starts using fat instead of food, which mm-hmm. is which is kind of cool. And there's actually some evidence that it does some cell repair, which if you're eating all the time, it doesn't do. Like it doesn't, it doesn't do as good of a job of repairing your cells in your okay. body. Okay. Again, not a health show. I'm not a doctor. I'm not here to convince you to do this. Again, I just want to show you this cool app that I found. So, um, so I, I found this app and like I said, there's a bunch of them and I'm probably going to try a bunch, but this one's called, um, Fastic, F-A-S-T-I-C, Fastic. And, um, really it's, it's a, just a simple, it's kind of a simple, uh, application that allows me to track it every day. I don't, in, in some regards, I don't need this. I just, I stop eating at 8 PM. I don't eat again till noon the next day. Repeat. But having an app to kind of track it is one of those nice things. You know, it'll tell me, like in this case, I took a screenshot a little bit earlier. I got about two hours remaining on my fast. This was from this morning. So I think I must have taken this about, well, 8.32 this morning, it says on the, uh, it says on there. So it's, I started that and I started at eight o'clock last night. It's going through. I'm, I'm, uh, and I'm, I'm into this. And then I've got about three hours left on this fast. And when it's done, it sends me a little alert notification. Hey, go eat and eat healthy. <laughs> it's kind of the right. Go so eat. So then is so so walk me through a typical day of how that works. Cause is it so for the hours you can eat, is there any guidelines of like when you eat throughout there, how much you can eat? You can eat as much as you want through those eight hours. Yeah. Well, they the, in this case, this is not the the app that tracks your eating during those during that time. Those yeah, this is just time. saying, hey, you stopped 16 there, hours ago, yeah. right? And their so, recommendation is eat healthy, eat whole, right? Eat, uh, eat as close to the ground as you can <laughs> eat like, right. Um, you know, but they're also realistic, you know, they're kind of like, their goal is to get you to get some steps, get you to drink some water, get you to try and eat. You know, if you're trying to lose weight and you're, it, it doesn't make any sense to, you know, say you have a 10,000 calorie day, uh, two, four, six, let's say six, 10,000 10, is a lot. So let's say you have a 6,000 calorie day and you go, you start fasting and you jump that to, you just jam in 8,000 calories in those eight hours. Okay. That doesn't make much sense. Right. So uh, at the same time, what I have found, Mike, so I wake up and I drink a glass of water right away. And then I start making my coffee and shower, change, get ready for. Then I try to keep myself just really busy. So (laughs) in the morning, this last weekend on some of the projects that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, I, uh, I spent, like I went out, I, I went to Menards and picked up some stuff and I I just tried to keep my mind off of thinking I hadn't had breakfast. And cause that's actually the, according to, to the science behind this, that's actually the key time from the time you wake up till lunchtime is when the body's burning fat. It's when it's repairing cells. It's actually getting healthier um, from the fast. You can, I'm fasting every day because I'm going to try to, I'm actually going to try and tackle this weight thing here in the next couple months. So I'm going to do it every day. If I cheat on a day, I cheat. What the heck, right? Right. But um, I'm going to try and get after it. Depending upon what I learn through this, I might make this kind of a regular thing. And I may try to make, you know, I'm going to try at some point, I'm going to try a 24, which is four hours of eating and 20 hours of fasting. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to try it just because here's the deal. I'd forgotten what it was like to be hungry. Let's just, just, just be really clear. Like I was like, 
Yeah, I don't know what it means to be hungry. That makes like, sense. Okay. I'm, I was going to meals like full and I was eating again. And I'm like, what am I doing to myself here? Like, this can't be right. good, right? This can't be good. So um, let me, let, I'll throw this back in here. So this is kind of, this tells me how much time I have left. Again, I don't need to know because I'm doing, since I'm doing it every day, I follow the same pattern every day. Tonight's going to be a little bit different because I'm drinking beer. So I'm not going to get done. My fast won't technically start until I'm done with the beer, which is nine, which means I can't eat till one tomorrow. So tomorrow's going to be a long day. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to have to really kind of focus and concentrate. The thing is you don't die. Nobody has died from <laughs> missing breakfast <laughs> or no. Okay. Consult your, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Consult your, <laughs> consult. <laughs> as right. far as we know, no one right, has. Right. No, right on. So you get a, here's, here's my week. So I just kind of proved I've, I've kind of made it through this. So this is the week and every day you, every day you hit it, you get a green bar. So this, again, I was in morning. So uh, what's that? Seven days. I've done seven days in a row. I guess I started this last week at this time. So gives you some, uh, gives you some stats on that. Um, it, it, this is kind of the alert when you wake up in the morning, it says you're, you're going to end your current fast time at 1130 cause I'd started at 730 the day before. And so, and then it tracks the water and steps really, really simple. So far the app's free. There's some, there's some, um, there, it, by the way, you can track your weight in it as well. If you want to, there are some paid options. If you want to get the plus and get advice and stuff like that, I'd leave that up to you to consider. There's another one called zero that I haven't, um, that I haven't tried yet. And so am I recommending the app? I don't know. It's working for me right now. I just kind of wanted to share with you guys. I mean, if you're, if you're kind of coming out of this, if you're kind of coming out of this last year and you know, it's just like, well, you know, maybe, and and I'm down six in a week now, am I going to get six every week? No, I'm not. It's just those first, the first 10 are pretty easy. Then it slows down a little bit. Your metabolism starts figuring out, hey, what are you doing? The other thing um, uh, the other thing I've done on top of it is really start to use my Peloton app with the Treadly. So, uh, you know, I pay $13 I a month. Well, I remember you were saying, like, I want to get back on this Treadly because I paid all this money for it. And it was going to be all good. So, so you're back to using it. So remember you yeah. said that you yes. utilizing it, right? After yeah. You yeah. I had not. We had not really been using it. I mean, it was sitting there. We tried it out a couple of times. It just gave me a message. It just flashed a message to, it's like, oil me, oil me. <laughs> so I need to, I need to, uh, this yeah, it's a good sign. It means you've been using it yeah. enough that it needs oil now. Yes. Right? Yeah. We've been using it enough to get some, get some, get it, get it lubed. But, um, so I've been trying to get at least one Peloton workout in, which is kind of nice because you get on and they just yell at you. Not really. They're actually really yeah. nice, but they're, they're pretty motivating. <laughs> They are because yeah, yeah. so I've been uh, I've been guys obviously the new work gym we talked about this at work and so we have Peloton bikes there so actually tomorrow morning uh, so me and everybody we get up we do a four thirty a.m. bike ride on it for forty five minutes and that was the first time I've been introduced to Peloton and it it destroyed me Jim yeah. like that I I'm not a biker number one right, I'm right. not great at long distance cardio in general uh, but they are motivating. Like I, yeah. I liked it. And the fact there's the live leaderboard and it's, it's fun. It's been, so it's our Friday routine now is, is that bike ride in the morning. And then we do like a thing called fifties is what he does. And, yeah. It's, yeah. and the problem is 
I got I, I became friends with the most fit guy at Carson. Oh yeah, but that's also a good thing because it's yeah. like like on the bike, like he is literally triple my score. I'm like I am sweating bullets over yeah. here. I am dead at the end, of, and he tripled it. So I'm like that means I thought I did really good, but there's still more work I could do, right? So it, it's it's yeah. fun. But yeah, yeah those Peloton, a, that Peloton's no joke. Well, and what I did is I got a lightning. Now this isn't the connector, but I got the, a lightning to uh, HDMI, and then. On the front of the Treadly is a is my touchscreen, 24-inch touchscreen. Oh, That's smart. got HDMI. So I just plug the phone in and plug the plug this into the HDMI and it just it just mirrors on it. Super smart. And then it's right there. I get heart rate off my off my fit, you know, off my watch, off the Apple Watch. Um, I get distance on both the the treadmill and on that. It tracks my Peloton as well as my steps. Like they're actually all working together, which is kind of crazy. Like the That's really cool. step counter on the Fastic app is working together with the calorie burn that I'm getting on the watch. That's working together with the workouts that I'm doing on Peloton, which is working together with the fasting and the eating that I'm doing. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Jim Shoemaker says, I remember some years ago at work, the 6 p.m. diet, and this is kind of similar, uh, made its rounds. You couldn't eat anything after 6 p.m. Kind of like this fasting thing, I guess. Hard to stick to, though. And anything like this is hard to stick to. I have found the 8 p.m. rule to be easier to stick to than anything. 8 p.m., just cut it off, guys. Just cut it off. Stop eating. Because, this. listen, I was crushing like a ice cream sandwich and then maybe a protein bar and maybe some crackers and, you know, 9 30 10 o'clock at night and then i was getting up early and eating breakfast that stopped those calories right it stopped the eve the late evening calories it stopped the morning kind of calories i was eating breakfast and eating some toast and having a latte and and all those things are fine but it, I, I just i need to get i need to get some reversal um uh, going in here so um again it just i wanted to throw that out to say you know um uh, it, by the way, the, the, I can do both the Peloton workouts, which is kind of cool. So to have a goal to do one Peloton workout a day, at least I'm getting something to start with, right? Can't go to bed until I've got at least one workout in and you really just set it and forget it. You get, you set it, you know, you can do it. I don't have any Peloton equipment. This is on the Treadly. So you don't have to buy their gear um, to get it done. The app's like $13 a month. You get, you can get warm ups. you can get cool downs, you get a bike. Um, treadmill, outside, running, yoga, meditation. Like it's kind of, I mean, if you're looking for something to get you going, you can do the Peloton app. It's actually cheaper than buying the, buying the bike. Cause I think the app's like 60 bucks with the bike, something like, so if you have Is the bike, really? yeah. Oh wow. If you have the bike, I think you're paying her 50, 60. If you don't have the bike, you're paying like 13. So it's a great, you can do some of the, you don't have a leaderboard, you know, there's some functionality that doesn't work. Um, across that. I had done Peloton. Listen, I was probably in the best shape of my life in March of 2020. I just came off of climbing a vertical mile here in Omaha, and I was doing regular 60-minute rides with Dennis on Peloton. And Dennis is a madman. And I was coming off just drenched, right? So Peloton's nothing new, but it 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 they made it. They made it through the pandemic. Oh, for sure. And yeah. it, it may be a great, maybe a great opportunity to Mike, you've been, I mean, we've alluded to this, but you, you got involved in some hockey, right. To kind of get some yeah. movement going in there. And I'm sure that's burning some calories. Well, and so, yeah, so that was my only, I, I was the same way as you, Jim. I put on a lot of weight during COVID 
Um, but hockey was my only saving grace because I started playing hockey last year. Um, but it's only once a week, right? And so it's really only for an hour um, that you're really working hard. So hockey saved me from getting me uh, from getting too big. And then right as soon as we moved into the new office and the new office gym with the trainer was there in May. Um, and so end of May, start of June was when I really got back into most, I would say most, I, I've been traveling a lot for work. Um, so whenever I travel, I don't, but every other morning I'm there at, at 5 a.m. for those workouts. And, th- and that was a savior. And Jim, I ca- you kind of forget too, as you start to get into fitness, like you're a different person. Like I am at least like I am a completely different person. Cause number one, um, my drinking goes down because I can't drink at night if I want, if I'm going to get up at four 30 and make it to the gym by five, like that's just, and, and, and survive that workout. There's no way. Um, and then you, your mental state is, well, I don't want to eat a lot during the day because I just worked my ass off at 5 a.m. And I'm not going to put that to, like, I'm not going to put that to nothing, right? So then I eat, I eat just as much, but I eat a lot healthier. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll skip the fries this time. I'll go with, you know, some carrots or, you know, little things like that. It just, it's amazing to me how fast that can switch your brain as soon as you commit to it. For me though, Jim, I, what I found out was I cannot be a work at work at home guy, work out at home. Some people can do it. I do not have the capacity to stick to something that good without uh, peer pressure. So I have my group of people and it's a small group at 5 a.m. Not many of us show up at five, but we're there. And when I'm not there, they text me, they call me, they see me in the office and they give me shit. And that's like, that's what gets you right. Like that's what yeah. keeps me going is, wow. is the peer pressure. So uh, that's what I needed. But yeah, the hockey thing has been fun. I, I really enjoy the hockey side of things. Well, I, this, I used to think too, I couldn't work out at home. I've, I'm on record as saying I will never work out at home. And then I got this treadly and I did it with the Peloton and I was like, I have a fan. I installed a fan in the front of it. So I'm, you know, I'm getting in and I, I reconfigured what came with the, I have to, I have to do, maybe I have to do a show on this, this setup that I've got going on. Maybe in a couple of weeks we'll, we'll do a show on the setup. But I kind of geeked out on it. It's got a PC up there. It's got a Chromecast. That's really can, cool. So I can play YouTube while I'm walking, you know, some of those kinds of things. So some of the thought is in the evening, I'll get a walk in before bed, a very light walk. Just kind of get in there, watch some YouTube videos, walk on the treadmill, just get out of this chair um, for a few minutes. Ryan over at Think Computers just jumped in. He said, hey, finished our pod. They've been recording on Thursday nights. Jeez, Ryan, thanks. Uh, had to come <laughs> over and say hi, 500 episodes. He says, hell yeah. And uh, I appreciate that. There, are, Bob and Ryan are coming on. I think the first Thursday in September. So we're gonna we're, we get them back coming up. Joe says I ate a lot of peppers with my lean cuisine, zero cows, and you eat slower, and that's that's true. And then, um, and we shouldn't forget about this too. Brian says I've been enjoying yeah. the Apple Fitness Plus workouts. Right, my that's that's a little bit like the Peloton space. In a lot, it of is. Ways. It's yeah. really cool if you have an iPad or an Apple TV, so you can put the iPad up or the Apple TV up. And then if you have a watch, your stats from your watch are live streaming to your iPad or your Apple TV and showing up while you're doing it. So imagine just kind of how Peloton shows you same thing if you're hooked up to one of those monitors, um, which, I, which I think is one of the coolest parts about Apple. Yeah, fitness. so you can see your heart rate. I think that's key is being yeah. able to see your heart rate during the I was when I was doing it before I was just on the bike and uh and I didn't know. And I had to I'd check my watch just to see where, you know, where I was from a heart rate perspective. It's nice just to see it on the screen. So, yeah, very much um, so. Super cool. Well, one of those things, you know, I mentioned, excuse me, I mentioned while I was trying to avoid on Saturday being hungry. Like, I know I just want to sit down here because I knew I would give in. I was like, okay, 
uh, the week before we had considered, you've been to my house over to the yeah. right. <clears throat> you come out onto the deck and over to the right is the fire pit. And right. it, it was never in a good spot. The smoke would blow into the house and Sarah hates, she just hates that campfire smoke. Yeah. It would also go right into my neighbor's windows from time to time. If the wind was blowing right. If there was a nice day and they had their windows open, it'd literally go right for their windows. And I'd hear them slam the windows when we were having a fire. So, um, so two weeks ago I said, Hey, do you mind if I move the fire pit? And Sarah said, no, that'd be fine. It'd be greater away from the house. So came off the back of the deck and, um, uh, dug a hole. I bought one of those steel three foot diameter, you know, you'd buy to put on a farm and fill with water for the cows, right? One of those kind. They're fire rings, right? They're 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 yeah. they're kind of known for that. And um, uh, and drop. I think I got a closer in picture. Let me. Yeah, there we go. So um, uh, spent uh the weekend before digging it out. I took the grass and put that in a spot where I needed grass, and then put this put concrete down, leveled it out. So it was all put the ring on top, put a layer of bricks down, then just watered it. That concrete hardened up really nice, locked everything in. Uh, and then, so last weekend I went and picked out, um, some, uh, some of those caps that are on the top. I didn't have any of those. So I picked those up and put them in. Okay. A fire pit on its own, mic is not special, but the goal, like all I've seen is these smokeless solo stoves. Yep. Fire pits, whatever. And I was like, what's the magic on that? So I've been watching some YouTube videos and, and the magic is actually not very much magic in it. All it is, is air comes in from the bottom, goes up the sides, gets superheated. So you get a hot fire going and it superheats the air as it's coming, as it's rising up the sides. Then there's holes around the top and that air is reintroduced into the, into the pit and it's secondary. It creates a secondary burn for the smoke that's coming out. You ever taken a candle, put the candle out and it smokes. Yeah. Then you take a flame and you put it in the smoke and that flame will go down the smoke because you can still burn smoke. Like it'll burn. It, oh, it's still combustible. Okay. Right? I had no idea how these work. So this is, this is cool. So oftentimes right. with fire, the smoke that you're seeing is just, is just stuff that hasn't been combusted fully in okay. it because it's not efficient or it's not, it didn't get enough air. You know, yeah. most fire pits don't lack air on the bottom, right. To bring, right. To, to bring it in. Or um, it's just not directed in that way. In other words, it's burning inefficiently. This, the whole solo idea is that you get this in a confined area, you get that superheated air coming up the sides, and then it, it dumps in. Well, on this picture, what you'll see, and sorry for those of you listening on the audio, what I did is on the downhill side facing, that's the left side as this picture is, on the downhill face, side facing, I left the bricks open so air could come in, could be drawn in from the bottom. And then on the right side of it, <clears throat> on the right side, the way the bricks come up, there's a gap of about, oh, three quarters to a to an inch all the way around that lets that air that gets pulled in from the bottom to heat up and then come out through the top okay. and, and burn again, create that kind of secondary burn. And I was actually kind of skeptical that it would kind of work. <laughs> Because I built it, <laughs> you know. You're, I would you're, I would be doing the exact same thing. Like, oh, okay, right. we'll see. We might just have a normal fire pit here. Yeah, and you know what? If it was if it was normal, it was fine. Normal would be burning and smoke, right? Right. Right. The 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 solo concept would be burning and you're not completely smokeless, right? You're always going to have a little though. bit of smoke, but a lot less. So Sunday night, 
we went out and uh, filled that thing up and just started burning it. And sure enough, the magic is of no smoke. Is there? I, I could I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it worked. Like it. Wow, it, it worked. So you see this you see this roaring fire in the bot and coming you know uh, uh, coming up in this and generally just a plumes of smoke you know coming out of the top and it all you see is the heat it was working it was burning twice i was burning that's amazing it was also igniting the smoke uh the oxygen was coming in and allowing that to burn have a secondary burn to it so um so kind of kind of interesting joe joe says confused joe just go watch like there's a thousand youtube videos on these solo stoves and they break down how they work. If I've confused you on it, you know, basically you're drawing air in from the bottom, superheating it against the side rails. You're creating a space. So for me, the space is in between the metal and the brick, right? And I could do some things to seal that brick up to get better airtight, all that kind of stuff. It works fine. Just that it is. I still need to glue. So as this fire pit stands, I still need to glue it together. I just stack the bricks and okay. I, like, well, I, I want to try this out before I commit to this. I kind of want to give it a try. The, um, and I, I wish I'd gotten a little bit of closer of a picture than this, but the metal rung comes up here. Let me get, let me go here. The metal rung comes up and then that cap sits right over the top of it with about an inch clearance. So, so that that's where is, that air is coming up yep, back through. Air is coming up. So I don't have to drill holes on the solo stoves. Um, on the solo stoves, you, they have holes up around the top that do that. Right. But because I have, because of the way this came together, I didn't need, I was ready to drill those. And then I'm, as I was putting it together, I was like, Oh, wait, wait a minute. I'm going to get a gap. Which like, is cool. Is Cause it cre- yeah, no kidding. It like naturally worked out that it just made itself that way. That's cool. Yeah, no, it, it I mean, did. you totally planned it out that way when you, when you put it in the CAD program on your computer and sketched it all out. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. That yeah. looks really good. So Jim. there's the, yeah, there's the fire pit. Uh, if you're again on the video coming off the deck and, uh, moved at the same time, that rail that is on my deck to the right. So you see a handrail that had been yeah. straight across. Cause I, uh, we'd, we wanted to turn people right to go to the old fire pit. Now you go straight out. Um, You go straight out to the fire pit. We're going to put right off the deck. I'm going to get some big pavers and we're going to make paver step downs. And then I'll do pavers out to the fire pit and put a, probably a six foot square around that. So you can sit close to it. You can walk out to it. I I don't need that much lawn. I mean, as much as we talked about the lawn last year, by the way, the lawn looks as good. It does look really good. Yeah, I've done no water. I haven't no fertilizer, no weed stuff this year. I've just let it be. And it actually looks a lot better than it ever did last year. So uh, maybe there's um, maybe there's something to that. (laughs) Uh, Mike, one thing I found uh, as I was doing this. Uh, so I was, as I was moving the handrail, I was, you know, putting levels on top of the thing to make sure, you know, I was putting things back in level and I couldn't get anything level. I'm like, what's going on here? Everything had a quarter bubble drop, you know, or in this case, a full bubble drop on the, on, and I was like, what's going on? So I take the, I take the, um, level and I put it on the deck itself and then the, the deck is definitely sloping and I'm like, what the heck? I just... You know, it's just a couple of years ago I put this thing in and it was level when I put it in. So I think, I think here's the culprit. So that footer that you see in the picture has the weight of the corner 
plus it had a bunch of plants on it. I think I sunk that footing. I'm not sure I I compressed the ground enough underneath. The ground enough underneath. And when I put all that weight on it, I think I compressed it. Now, if you're looking at the picture and you're a structural engineer, you'll also see that I follow the construction methods of the people that built it. And that deck is not bolted to that. It's just on a little, it's kind of on a little stand that separates the wood from the concrete, right? You don't, wood and concrete are not good together, right? One, right. one will rot the other. And so it's just, it's it really, is just a piece of metal. It's a little, it's a little piece of metal, maybe a half an inch thick that, and it's not, it should be, it should be attached. So that was how the, that was how the previous guys did it. That's how I did it. So I think what I'm going to need to do, and this is where I'll take a little bit of advice. So, um, although I asked for advice a couple weeks ago, nobody gave me any. So you guys must <laughs> not like me. Um, I think I'm going to take a bottle jack and put it underneath, you know, bottle jacks, just what you'd use, you know, it's just a round cylinder jack, put it down right next to the, to the footing, put some wood underneath it to support it. So it doesn't sink into the ground. And then I think I'm going to jack that thing up. And I think I'm kind of probably end up drilling in to that footing and buying Mm. a thicker support that will actually allow me to tie the deck to the footing. Right so that I can, I can bolt it in. So I'll raise the deck up. I'll get, I'll figure out what my distance is to get it level. And then I'll put that connector in. I'll uh, epoxy the bolt down into the concrete. I think I have enough room in there. I might need to remove a few things to get in there uh, to get that done. I do not want to dig a new footing, you know? No, you don't. Like, look at that. Look at that mess. Like, that is not that is not really where I want to go and dig dig a new footing there. So um, so it, I got a little bit of work to do. I I don't necessarily want to. I don't want to put the steps in until I get the deck level. So I kind of need to wait. Um, I kind of need to wait for that piece to to come together. So I got a little bit of work. The good news is fall is on its way, and I got some cooler weather. I was sweating like a. Oh, I can imagine. I went Dude. out there for like 10 minutes to do that and 10, I think with the boys yeah. and I was like drenched. Yeah. 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 No, it's just been super hot. So, so, but that was a good, like uh, that kept me busy. You know, I remember on Saturday then, you know, doing all that work and I looked at my watch and I'm like, Oh, I can eat. Like <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Like I can eat. And I went in and grabbed a sandwich or I, I think I had, I don't know. I think we might've had something, uh, leftovers or something from the night before, but, um, uh, yeah, Joe says, uh, in the chat room, uh, f- a frost heave, Joe, it's actually really, really possible. That's true. So, um, the, I think I put the, I think I put the footing below the frost line. I think I dug that four feet down. I think I'm not going to, I can't remember. I'm not going to dig it out to know it. The, the, at this point, what I'm kind of hoping is it's completely settled. I'm yeah. learning something completely new. I don't even know what frost heave is. Uh, so the, you know, there's water in the ground, uh, it, to a certain here in Nebraska, the ground freezes to a certain yeah. level that compresses things and pushes things up out of the ground. And so then when it thaws, you get this freeze thaw cycle. And uh, then when things thaw, it comes back down and you just, so your, your landscaping during the winter is constantly moving. Like your Got sidewalks, it. your, all that stuff moves around because of this freeze thaw cycle, um, that happens. Okay. That frost heave is it pushes stuff up out of the ground, and interesting, uh, and it's very possible. It's very possible I'm getting that movement. Although that deck is heavy, (laughs) 
I think more likely I didn't compress the, like I poured the concrete on a non-compressed um, hole. I think I was in a hurry. And I, I think I just left probably an inch that has now compressed. It put, yeah. It's pushed itself in. So if you want to help me with it, send me an email, jim at guy.tv. And I just mean advice. Give me some advice. Uh, Jim Shoemaker has been really good. He's been talking me through, uh, I shouldn't say nobody's because Jim sent me an email, talking me through a little bit of the, he's got a Forester. I've got the legacy. We've been talking about that Apple CarPlay issue with it. So Jim, I appreciate your emails uh, sending those um, to me as well. And uh, if you want to, if you've got some advice for me on that, like I said, I think I just, I think I just need to get it up a full two inches. And I think with some fittings and epoxy and some other things, I can probably make it work and probably make it code. I'm just saying, I think what I have right now is not code. So, well, it was built without code. I'm just, I'm just saying I followed the Well, you're guy. moving soon, right? So I fo- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Mike, I want to, <laughs> I want to wrap, speaking of moving, I want to wrap up tonight with just some, you know, uh, just some thoughts about 500. Like, yeah. you know, we got this far. I struggled all week with what we were going to do. I was going to pull some clips and some stuff. And I thought, nah, let's just do a regular show for everybody. So you guys got 50 minutes of kind of the regular show. Um, not a lot of, in you know, this term is, we've used this term a lot, congratulatory backslapping, because that's what we got accused of on Home Server Show. Not a lot of that going on tonight, but just a couple milestones that I want to walk through. And then I got this top 10 list of things that I've learned from 500 episodes. And by the way, Apparently, Mike Weger's been with me for 300 of those, which I didn't realize. So almost, I know it's so crazy to think about it. But show show 100 uh, um, aired December 29th, uh, 2012, and uh, that was um, actually big show. bunch of bunch of folks. Andrew came back. I think Andrew Christian, uh, Nathaniel was on there. I think there's a whole bunch uh, a whole bunch of folks on that. It was kind of fun. A show 200, uh, January 25th, 2015. You'll see, I can't get, you know, 50 shows. You should be able to do that in a year. Easy, but you can see I don't. <laughs> so there's some skipping definitely going on there as this uh, steps out a little bit. Um, show 200 was actually Amber Gott from LastPass. That was the mm. very beginning of the relationship for a long time, three years probably, I think. Yeah, they supported the mobile app, right? They did. They did. Yeah, yeah it wasn't long after that. I think I went out to D.C. and saw her and then we struck a deal and they paid for the mobile app. And, and so... Um, good memories, and and I still use LastPass today, so that was that I do was too. them. Yeah, that was them. Show three hundred, March eleventh, twenty seventeen. Uh, Christian came on. You see a lot of the anniversary shows. I always invite Christian back for those. Uh, he came for the ten year anniversary show back in December um, that we had. And uh, ten year, we've had ten years. Yeah, we did ten years back in December. Wow. Yeah, You're I think right. you missed it. Did, or no, were you here? I was here. Okay. I forgot it was 10 okay, years. Good. It was 10. Yeah, 10 years. And then show 400, May 5th. Uh, many of you probably remember that one more. May 5th, 2019. Mm-hmm. I had Zadler and you, Zadler and uh, and Christian, Christian came back yep. to do that. That was a ton of fun. So uh, just some dates. Okay. We actually have the date. Uh, <laughs> um, we actually have the date for when Mike <laughs> joined. <laughs> I asked them. And we don't have to look it up this time mid-show like we've done for the past few I know. years. I'm going to leave it in the in the in like in my permanent show notes so I, I stop saying, when did you join, Mike? So um, I announced on uh, show 205 that Mike would be joining us. And then 206, that's March 12th, 2015. Mike, that's six years. 
six and some change. I was still in law school. I forgot that I was in law school when I started. Yeah. Yeah. Because we made big jokes about you. (laughs) Like I was. Do you ever study? (laughs) Yep. I think I think you were in law. When did you graduate from law school? 16. Yeah. I think you did a whole year of law school with me. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So if I started, (laughs) I started halfway through my second year. Law school is three years. So I did a year and a half of law school. While podcasting, yeah. And I continued during the summer while studying for the bar exam because the bar is after. Uh, so yeah, kept it going. It kept me sane. Yeah, John Nye, I think was, jo- remember John Nye, the security guy? Yeah. Yeah, John, I think um, you helped me host that show with John Nye. We talked about um, uh, VPN solutions and ways a little bit. So uh, way, way back in the day, 2015, pretty, pretty amazing. As I think about the progression again, I, I thought you were like 250, 260. That's where I started looking for you. And nope, there's Mike. And nope, there's Mike. And nope, there's Mike. And finally I'm like, okay, I got to get this figured out. And it was all the way back to 206. So Mike, thanks for, thanks for hanging around with me that long. I mean, it's been a blast. A, I love it. That's a long, I, I keep expecting you someday to be like, you know, peace out. We've, I've said everything I need to say. And You uh, know, you're, you're such an easy host. You know, my life's just getting crazy. Like for example, the next two weeks, like traveling next week for a wedding. The next week we have a work event. You're so easy on that stuff. So that's what makes it so nice. Like, cause it's like, well, you know, my life is getting busy and there are weeks when I can't do it, but, um, you roll with it. So no, I mean, really for me, yeah. it's, uh, I'm sure in the, as the kids get older, it's naturally going to happen at some point. Right. Cause they're just now no. into activity. No, it doesn't stuff, have to happen. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, we're just gonna say it's not going to happen, but like, no, it doesn't have to happen. I mean, if yeah. you're going to, if you're going to make a choice to be a quitter, then, <laughs> Then, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, everything I just uh, said about you being really easy to know. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, full um, trans- listen, I told you in the pre-show, full transparency, Monday morning, I had my talk, I talked myself into this being the last show. Like I was like, okay, I should just wrap it. It's a good time. I don't know. What am I doing? You know, I was having this moment. I, yeah, I do this. Everyone has those here. moments. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. And by the end of the day, I was like, hell no, I want to do this. I want to keep doing this. Right. So, um, I kind of go through that. I kind of go through that phase, um, from time to time, but, um, so I came up with a top 10 list and Mike, I kind of want you to interact with me on this. Yeah, this is kind of, mm-hmm. it's actually, it's, it's 11, but we'll call it a top 10 list. Top 10 things I've learned about myself in 500 episodes. Cause there's a lot, you know, you, you go through, um, you know, you go through something like this and Ryan, I'm not sure I'll be able to do 500 more, but I'm sure going to try. Like I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. We'll, we'll give it a shot. I didn't think we'd get to this far when we first started. To be honest, you know, you never know. Like I didn't know in December of 2012 or 20, no, 2011. 11. Yeah, that we would make this. Thing no, work 2010, this right? Because if it was 10 years, yeah, you're in right. 2020. You're right. Yeah, 2010. No, you're right yep. about that. So, um, so number number 10, number 10. I really love being a community manager. I mean. One of the things that I that I enjoy the most is just chatting with you guys online, putting groups together, getting interesting things out of people. You know, that, like Mike, when you talk about that your ham radio stuff, yeah, I can see I, I see the spark of of like what's working for you, and it's working for your kids. And I'm never going to do it, but it, that's not the point, right? The point is is that we get a chance to do it, and and it's a ton of fun. So I I love. I love the community, especially not having to be the expert. That is just one of my favorite things ever is I don't have to be the expert on this. 
know? Well, that's the, the, the cool community we've created too. the community aspect that I've kind of picked up on. And although I've been very bad at keeping up with discord lately, but is just the interaction between everyone. I consider all of our viewers that, especially the ones that interact uh, friends, right? Like yeah. everyone in this community who pings me, it's, it's, I, you're right. And the way that you've run the show, not being the expert is, is kind of cool, right? Yeah. Cause I'm the same way. Um, we can bring in guests or when we talk about things, we throw it out to the community and they get back to us. Uh, yeah, I, I love that setup. You're right. And, yeah. and this was cool. Jim, you always talked about this from a very, like from when I first started that you weren't looking to make this, this massive thing, right? You got a good group of people. When you get bigger, you start to get issues with the community. And we've just been so lucky that our community has been solid. Yeah, good, a bunch of good people out yeah. there, guys and gals. Um, they they give us feedback, they interact, and you guys actually patrol yourself. You know, most podcasts have to get moderators for their discords because people start getting out of hand and they start, you know, getting into arguments on there. We don't have to worry about that, no. right? Like you guys have no. a great time out there. You guys no. moderate yourselves. Um, Dave McCabe taught me that, by the way. That's not my. I didn't. I didn't come up with that. I watched what he did with Home Server Show. And, and I just said, yeah, that's the way this, of course, that's yeah. the way you run things. So big, big thanks to Dave, um, for, for kind of teaching me that for seeing that and catching it from him. So Dave, I appreciate that. I do. I, you know, I can't say I never would have made it to 500 without Dave. Like he has been such an influence on me. He's such a good friend. He's just such a great guy. And, uh, and, you know, I, just, I, I love that guy a lot for, for what he does and, and what he, you know, just for. Uh, his commitment, he's, his kids, you're going to be in his spot about five years from now, right? His kids are all in and they just started high school and, and, uh, and, and maybe junior high and it gets just ridiculously crazy. Oh yeah. And so uh, he's, he's there now. Okay. Number nine, I'm a good starter. I hold on to things way too long and I'm okay with both. Like, you know, I, I am, uh, there's nobody better at starting things than me, especially when they're interesting. But yep. once I'm done with them, <laughs> like I am terrible, but you're, you're jettison. Once you're done, I hold on to them forever. I'm just terrible. <laughs> that is, we, we are very different that in yeah. that regard. And you know, to some extent, Jim, I have sometimes felt bad because I'll get all excited about something. I'll come talk about it on the podcast. And just when our community starts to like ping me about it on Twitter and stuff, I'm like, I'm not really into that anymore. Yeah, you've already moved <laughs> on. I've already moved on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so thank you, community, for putting up with my ADD on uh, on all of that. Number eight. Um, and this is going to be this this one. After I wrote it, I thought, man, this this is going. I'm going to put this on a T-shirt. It says this. Uh, I don't always have a lot to say, but I can say a lot. <laughs> that is our motto. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just one of those kinds of things. By the way, Sammy has the same. She's she is built like that. She can talk about anything, and it, I mean, she just extrapolates and makes stuff up. So, well, and that's that's your skill, Jim. Like when, especially when you're interviewing, I've noticed when we have guests, you're so good at, like you just said, you don't, you know, you don't have a lot to say on that topic, but you can extract, you can ask the right questions. That's what I've always enjoyed about the people we have on. Is you ask really good questions. I'm like, oh yeah, it's going to get some good information out of them. That's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. An interview is, yeah, interview by, by far most fun for me is when we when we have interviews. Um, number seven, I am not good at reviewing stuff and I really don't want to, like, it took me a long time to figure out I'm not a review guy like Ryan and Bob got Aaron, God bless them. And I, I always wanted to be them. I'm not, I hate it. I hate reviews. 
I just, I don't want to be that guy. I tried to do them early as I was going back looking for your episode. I was kind of going through old stuff that I'd reviewed. I'm like, God, that was terrible. <laughs> like I, what was I thinking? You know? So. And I'm kind of the same way. So I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. Just, we're just not a review show. No. You know, and, and you know what? I'm okay with that. Like I'm, yep. I'm just not going to be a review guy. I don't want to take reviews. We're going to talk about stuff that we use. Like we're going to like you, we kind of oh, do yeah. reviews, right? You reviewed some ham radio stuff. We wouldn't consider that like the, the, the internet would not consider that a review. Right. Cause they, they're looking for something else, but yeah. So, um, yeah, I've kind of just given up on it and, and I'm, I'm totally okay with it. Like it's, it doesn't need to be a thing. Uh, number six for me, things need to be easy. I'm okay with average as long as they work. Like I just kind of discovered I don't need complex. I don't want complex. I want easy and I'm okay if it's average, but it's got to work. If it doesn't work, I'm done. Right. I just, I got to move on. There's been plenty of things that have, there's been plenty of products. I'm staring at one right now that like just was too complicated. You know, you're just like, yeah, I'm never going to get into this. And some guys do and, and more power to you, but I, I like I, I like it easy. Mike, where do you land on that? I was just about to say, I think this is where we compliment each other a little bit. I like the complex. Um, the complex, big, you know, like, for example, learning ham radio. Like, yeah. learning that, that was that was something that took a lot of time. There's so much stuff. You have to take three tests to get into it, right? You got to go do all this stuff. Like, I like that complexity. Um, you know, Linux and all that stuff where it's just, and it's not super complex, but it's going to take some time and investment, um, on my side. So, so I guess maybe I fall in the middle where, um, extremely complex things, maybe not, but I, I do like a project where I can, and I'm like, this is going to be the next year of my life. Like I love, and like, this is going to be it. Yeah. Let's, and let's it's, it's different for everybody. One of the things and you know, bust out just says, you know, that's how I feel when you guys talk about lawns, the, the variety we were able to bring here though, we can, you know, there may be a week you're not interested. Don't listen. It's okay. Like yeah. you're, not off- yeah. you're not offending me. I don't, I don't get bothered by that. Um, but there's going to be a week we're going to hit something, you know, Mm -hmm. that you're interested in or whatever. We did a show a couple weeks ago and everybody was like, man, that was super great. You know? And I had no, I had no idea, you know, you just kind of like, Oh, okay. Okay. So number five, um, and this has kind of been a pandemic thing for me, but I've learned that I'm best with one-on-one conversation. Like, I, even in this mode, I'm best when it's y- you and me or me and a guest. Yeah. I'm okay. Like when you're, when you're here, you really do. When we have a guest on, you almost like you, you take a backseat. You do it pretty well. You don't get mad, which I always appreciate. Like you don't get, you're like, Hey, I, I said like four words and I'm like, yeah, sorry. Uh, we've talked about that post show. You know, I've been like, dude, sorry. And you're like, no, it's okay. I'm totally um, fine with that. Yeah. 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 So I've just found for me, one-on-one is best. Well, and I think the the benefit of that is we're both that way. So I don't mind like, I, you know, and, and you're the best and you're a really good interviewer, right? So like when you said that you're doing this one-on-one thing and I, I kind of throw in some stuff, I'm fine with that because I'm like, I'm not really good at a two-on-one situation either, but we're both trying to like make sure our questions line up and all that know. stuff. So, But you bring I, some I good detail. That. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I'll ask some general, I'll get it going. I can keep the conversation going, but you're pretty good at asking the question, the deeper like, hey, let's get a little deeper on this thing. The more specific yeah. questions. Nerd out or, a little bit. Mostly because you've actually done it. <laughs> <laughs> or I haven't. And that's for sure. 
Uh, I forget what number this is. Uh, I think we're on four. My best work uh, is when it's as automatic as possible. Mm, okay. You know, like if I can set up systems, you know, I tweet the weather every day. Like that's, by the way, my boss, I don't think he's listening to this. My boss thought I was doing that manually. <laughs> he was like, I, I did you really? Could, yeah. He's like, I just couldn't believe you would tweet the weather at the, <laughs> like, at the exact second, same it's second, a, every single day. It's an automated, it's an automated. Process. Do you do a lot of automation on the production of the show after we're done? Tons of it. Yeah. yeah. Tons, you know, and it could be better because it's automated. You know, there's some things that were, if I gave it a little personal TLC, it'd be better, but I'm better when it's automatic, you know, Got that it. kind of stuff. Got it. I produce the show the exact same way and I've been doing the exact same way since maybe 200, you know, I, I made some big changes with 200 and then, um, I've kind of just done it the exact same way. I've, I've varied some things. Show notes have come and gone, you know, some of those kinds of things I've moved around a little bit, but the more automatic, the better. And I'm the same way. And I would equate automatic to process driven. If there is not a process for me, um, that work doesn't get done. And so like, I need it to be part of my process. And, you know, it's the same thing with like, you know, for example, at work, logging things in Salesforce. Like if I don't have a process for after the conversation, go log the information, what happened, it doesn't get in there. And so, and that, that's where I struggle. And so I'm kind of the same way, automation process, whatever you want to call it. I, I like automation as well. Brian says your average guy approach uh, on the show always instills confidence to try to, to do new technology. And me too. I mean, that's why I do it. Cause I, you know, otherwise I wouldn't do it. Well, and Brian, okay. Like that, what you just said, that's probably my philosophy. And I'm you just like it hit on my philosophy with everything I do, podcast, this show, my YouTube, Twitter. Like I'm almost I almost want to tell people like if this dumb guy like me can can do like can learn ham radio and do it and mess it up and I've bricked a radio before, if I can build an unraid server, if I can run, if I can get Nextcloud installed and run my own cloud and you know, all this silly stuff, right? That some people might be like, that's the easiest thing ever. But I, hopefully it's like no, like go mess around, go, go play with it. If you brick something, if you break it, it's not a big deal. Uh, so I love that you say that, Brian, cause that, that's literally like my goal with everything I do. Well, it's, it's why I started the average guy network. It just fit like, cause I thought the average guy when it came to technology was screwed, you know? And it was like, Hey, we can figure yeah. this thing out together, you know? And so it, it's worked pretty well. God, home assistant has been a big example of that in my life. Oh, like yeah. that is, that is a deep application that you can get so into and i'm living up here on the very surface but man i love that but you can be average on that thing and it's okay exactly yeah. that's what i love yeah. about it no, it's I like am. this buddy at work i got into it, he's like well it looks super complicated i'm like i know and it can be if you want it to be or you yeah. can just scratch the surface and it yeah. does a billion it, stuff really well for you pretty pretty easily yeah exactly. it's, a, it's pretty versatile yeah <clears throat> uh number three my family has really embraced the work that i do here and has supported me through the whole process yeah, I was talking to Sarah about this tonight. I read these this this top ten list of her at dinner tonight. She's like, "You just remember, I let you do this for all these years." Yeah, and you know, I don't know if it's about letting. You know, we don't really have that kind of relationship, but she definitely was okay that I was spending all this time. I think about all the meetups that we went to and all those, you know, all those kinds of things. Um, Sammy's embraced it. She loves it. You know, she loves that her dad's a podcaster and is in media. She used that at school all the time. Like you don't, you know, my dad's, my dad's a podcaster 
And so much so that I went on campus to do some recruiting one time for technology and she had all her friends come over. And <laughs> You're the media guy, Jim. It's like, you got to meet my dad. Like he's a, he's a podcaster. And uh, so, uh, so it was good. Well, it's funny you say that. Cause I was, I just looked back up at the date I started March 12th, 2015. That's three months after I got married. <laughs> so I got married three months yeah, later starting really the show. Yeah. And uh, I should probably go ask Anna, did you know that when I started this show three months after I got married, it was sort of been every Thursday for the next six years. Yeah. You know, that we'd be doing it. And I, I think have we were kids and yeah. 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 Have kids go through all that phase of yeah. everything. And so it's, it's been fun. I love it. Well, good. And I think, well, our, our, I think we, we were talking about this before the show. We both have fantastic wives who allow us to, you know, have these uh, things in our life that we really go crazy on and have a lot of fun with. Number two, yes, for sure. For number two, and this was Sammy. Uh, Sammy uh, put this one on the list. I should build a studio that I can smoke cigars in. <laughs> so I don't know. She's like, it Dad. sounds to me like it's just a conversation with the wife to allow know, that in the Dad. current studio. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. No, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. So uh, number one uh, for me is you can make friends all over the world doing this. Like you, you alluded to this a few minutes ago, but. I think about all the friends that I have made. I mean, I'm going to see Ed Sullivan and I never would have met Ed without the show. I'm going to go spend a week with him in, in Boston and uh, do some cigar stuff there. I think about the meetups that we've done, Mike, to get together, you know, to get together with folks, the friends we made, all the folks we've had on the show, uh, just the, just the friends that I've made. And I, I consider the listeners friends and, and, you know, it, it's crazy how you can, you know, you start by just by doing a podcast and you have all these friends and people ask me all the time, well, how do you, how do you know him? Well, I have a show, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yep. I, have a, I have a show that I do really like you're going all the way across the country. You I drove two days to, to Boston last fall, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. That's what you do for friends. Right. And, and you met him on the internet. Yeah. I met him in my show. Yeah. So yeah. anyways. Mike, I think, I think really, I, if, if anything, and this has been a reoccurring theme, I, you, it's, it's, you make friends. You, you know? do. It's been pretty yeah. Good. Some of these, the, oh, everyone in this community, especially the people who are, who are interacting a lot that I get to see the names and, and then uh, interact with, you know, you guys are, you know, some of my closest friends, you, you, you probably talk to me more than the most other people. So, which I love. Um, and I know that this community, I can throw a question out there and you guys will be a great answer as far as tech goes yeah, in seconds. Yeah. Like these yeah. are, we, we have a smart community too, Jim. Like oh, our community sure. is one that sure. very knowledgeable, uh, very sociable when it comes to helping people out. Um, we've got gamers in here. We've got, you know, I was thinking about these the other day, like I've played with, with bust out and, and about all these people and, and it, you know, it's just, it's just fun, right? Whether it's gaming or it's, it's servers or, you know, all that stuff. Everyone, uh, you know, Justin has the server side pretty much wrapped up and, and Schoonover's always, you know, got deals and technology. Like it's just, everyone's got kind of this niche and I wish I could name everyone and what their niche is, but you know, that's just an example. Everyone's got their stuff. So a very knowledgeable, um, yeah well brian says he never tried any home automation before watching or listening now he's countless plugs lights alexas those 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 kinds of those kinds of things so yeah we've all kind of done this together mike you've influenced me i've influenced you we've influenced oh yeah he's influenced us you're on a mac and i'm on a window so maybe it was a good time to just shut the show down jim (laughs) 
That's true. <laughs> the that tides is... have completely turned. How that has happened. You, you know what's hilarious. even better? So when I set up my new ham shack over in the other corner mm-hmm. from this desk, mm-hmm. I, I was like, well, I need a computer to run my digital modes and my logging software. I put the iMac over there, but I'm it's running Windows. Is <laughs> it because because all the best, you know, ham stuff on Windows. Parallels yeah. using parallels or what do you No, use? it's just straight uh it's running straight bare metal up. with boot camp wow. assistance. So okay. it's boot camp yeah. it's booting yeah. right into Windows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's good. It it's funny how that I I somebody contacted me the other day. I'd said something they're like, Hey, wait a minute, you're running Mac? Like when did that happen? And I'm like, Yeah. And you know, the goal was always six years after Uyghur joined, it was a long con. <laughs> it's a long play. The the funny thing about um the, about Mac, it's like I, I started this journey to put this together so I couldn't tell what OS I'm on. Right. Remember, that was back yeah. in January. I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm not. It's not about the operating system. It's about the functionality. We've pretty much got it there. Like I don't, I don't think like, am I on Windows or am I on Mac? I think, okay, what do I need to do to get this done? in this, like where I'm at. Right. Yeah. And, and, or, Oh, maybe windows is better. So I'll do this over here or Mac's better. So I'm going to do it over here. They're just two tools, you know, to be able to get this done. And, um, I really liked it. I, I love having this M1 in here and, uh, we'll see what's, what's coming next. I think I may upgrade when the M2 comes out. I'm not going to lie. It's it's really that good. Dude. It's a great machine. Like it is for what I do. Yeah. Zippy, fast, never boots, never reboot. Like, <clears throat> it's pretty great. That's perfect. So, um, one that didn't make the list that should have, uh, and I kind of thought about it after I put ten together, and I couldn't, I couldn't really fit it in. So we'll call this one B. Is um, works made me a better podcaster. I go back and look. You know, I didn't start podcasting at work until 2013, 2014. And we'd started in 2010 and I go back and I watch my progression get better and it gets significantly better after I start podcasting at work. Mm. And it just made me a better podcaster. It gave me more, gave me more reps, gave me more opportunities to talk, made me a better interviewer, gave me more perspective, uh, fixed the way I talk and my cadence. It's better. Um, so uh, I, I, I got to give Gallup a lot of credit for taking a chance on me and allowing me to do, I've done triple the podcast. I mean, I've done easily 1500 podcasts at Gallup in the time <laughs> easily. Well, that's what always baffles me is we get to Thursday night and some, most weeks you'll say I've done like, how many shows do you do in a week? Four? Uh, yeah. During the pandemic, it was four easily. Right. Three and you're four. like, I've already done four shows. And some, yeah. and a lot of times those were stacked. It seemed to me, at least you're like, Oh, the last two days I've done four. Yeah. So this is my fifth show yeah. in the last two days. Last 48 yeah. hours is my fifth show. I'm like, I don't know how you're doing It was that. nuts. It yeah. was nuts. And I did one Monday morning, this week, uh, throw, Monday morning. Throw lozenges and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, yeah well, smoking to... doesn't help with that. Yeah. I, I, I have to, and creamy, that gives you the cool, raspy radio beer. voice, right? Yeah, maybe. The creamy beer is not helping either right now at this point. I yeah. should have brought some water down here. Uh, beer is not advisable when you're podcasting, but I'm not going to give it up. Um. Uh, yeah, like just this week, you know, early Monday morning, I did one. I did one Monday night out of, um, out of Sydney, Australia. And then I did another, I was supposed to do one Tuesday morning. So that would have been three and 24 hours. Um, I recorded one not live last night. I was a producer and interviewer for one I did last night. So that's just, and that's a pretty slow week. I'll do one Friday. Is tomorrow Friday? 
Yeah. Yeah. So I got one tomorrow. Today's my Friday. Do. I'm excited. So crap. I it's that's tomorrow already. So um yeah, work's made me a better, kind of made me better at this. And uh and it's kind of allowed me to to do more on less. And so it's been a great, it's been a great run, Mike. Thanks for and thanks again for sitting in on 300 ish of these with me it, yeah. it as i was going back i just kept seeing your face and i was like holy cow i thought again i thought it was like 250 or 260 or 270 something like that to have you go all the way back to 206 206 206 i gotta remember that too because i'm always at when did you start when did you join me mike well, anything else you want to throw in on that list anything that you'd want to add no, I, I think that's a perfect list because, you know, I kind of inject myself a little bit into all those and kind of think of, of where I'm at. Um, in in my 294 episodes, I, you know, I, I think really what I've learned is just kind of the um, just how how broad this space really is uh, and how you don't know what you don't know, I think would be probably one of mine. You don't know what you don't know, right? We talk, I talk about that a lot at work, um, which is a lot of times when you first get into an industry, when you first get into a career, uh, you, you think you know everything. Um, and there are some things you know that you don't know. You're like, oh, I don't know that topic. And then all of a sudden, after your first two years in a new career, you're just like, I didn't even know what I didn't know, right? Like there were so many things out there that I didn't even know I wasn't an expert on. Uh, and that's what I've really learned. And, and that's been so much fun for me. Like I thought Mac was just the only way to go, Jim. Like Windows users were just, Oh, they're just stupid people who haven't seen the light yet, right? In that kind of mindset. And just when you really start to dive into this, it's been fun. Just there's so many aspects of uh everything that you can get into and you oh so many different and every OS is is fantastic and a great choice. And I don't know. I, I have a lot of fun with that that side of things. It's just, you know, having your eyes opened to uh to everything in the tech world. Yeah, for sure. I well you know, Mike, I, I love tech. Like I love new things. I love that the early days of things. I love yeah. being out there when nobody else is out there. And this gives us an opportunity to do it and to talk about it, you know, and yep. to have some things. I don't always explain it the best. I don't, I'm not always the most thorough. I confuse people all the time, but I sure have fun doing it. So I, I want to say, if you've listened this far, thanks for one, thanks for going along. Some of you have been with us since day one. Some of you have just joined in the last couple weeks maybe or last couple months maybe i would love to know the people who have actually been here since day one if you've been a day one person put that in discord or something I'd like, yeah, or, or it, it would be fun to just post when when you started listening you know, yeah i don't know and that would be hard for probably a lot of people to know when they started remember. listening yeah. but i would love to know uh are there like are there people out there who only know me as your co-host like I, there's gotta I, oh, be for sure. right there's like there's for gotta be sure. people who only picked up the show the in majority the last 294 of episodes. Yeah, I bet the majority. They're like, they're like, who's Christian? Like, why do you keep bringing these guys on? You know, yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah, exactly. Like now, Christian, we mention him every week, right? So, so, so most know or have figured it out by now. But it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy to think how long you know it's been, and uh, yeah, and so years. if you have made it this late in the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for doing that. Uh, jump over to discord, the average guy.tv slash discord and uh, jump in there with us. If you haven't done that yet. And, uh, and Michael start something in the general section. Like when do you think you started listening? It'd be kind of fun to, to, uh, to do that when we get it posted. A couple of reminders um, on the way out. One, if you want to join the kind of the financial team, the finance team here, 
of the board of directors, so to speak. I've never called them that. And don't think you have any say on these kinds of things, but head out to the average guy.tv slash Patreon. No, I value, I value what you say. And, and we try to do everything to, to, uh, to meet that. But if you want to join the financial support team, the average guy.tv slash Patreon, and we've got a, uh, we got a $5 plan out there. I'll send you a little button. This would be a good time to get one of those. Ron has made me a bunch and I could send those to you. And we can get that going um, as well. If you want to leave us a voicemail message, and you can do that as well. Uh, send that uh, and record at homegadgetgeeks.com. Do me a favor. Send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv, after you've recorded that. Um, the email from um, PodPage is not always getting to me. So if you would, uh, if you do that as well. But homegadgetgeeks.com, you can record a 30-second message. Just love to hear from you. Uh, if you'd like to do that, we'll play that on the next week's show. And we'll get it done that way. Of course, you can always send me an email, Jim at the average guy TV. Uh, we thank Christian for his, you know, 500 episodes of support for home gadget geeks. The, he's been there the whole time and the whole way at Maple Grove partners. You can still get secure, reliable, high speed hosting from people that you know, and you trust. And of course that's Christian. Um, you can get that at Maple Grove partners. Just go to maplegrovepartners.com. Plan start as little as 10 bucks. If you need hosting for something, you can't do it much cheaper or secure or better than that. So get it done. There's always cheaper, but Christian's way better. So head out there, maplegrovepartners.com. I think we'll wrap 500, Mike. I think we've we've made it through. You're out next week. I'm trying to see if I can get Schoonover on next week. I haven't checked my email, Kevin. So if you can come on next week or the week after, uh, we got some. We have some open sets. Or I'll take a week off. It's not. A, I made it to 500. I can. I can retire basically at this point. So, you know, good. I don't, I don't have to do anything. So we are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, almost every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. Thanks for your support. Over 500 episodes. We'll be back next week or the week after or something like that with 501. And uh, thanks for coming out. For those that are listening live, thanks for coming out tonight. We'll do a smidge in a post show. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.